ZGR counts down your top five. This week's top five is top five games of 2018. Before we get this top five started, we wanted to make sure that you know that these are just our opinions. You may not agree with us, and that's completely okay. Let us know what you think on Twitter, at Zero's Game Room, or email us at Zero's Game Room at gmail.com. Let's get to the top five games in 2018. Number five. So my number five has to be the new Pokemon Let's Go games. I chose Eevee to spruce things up, plus generally Eevee seemed more interesting to me. That and the sheer fact that I knew I could catch Pikachu in Viridian Forest. I won't go too deep into my thoughts about why I put this game as number five, seeing as we just did an entire episode completely about this game. But to sum it up, it would have to be it's a fun cute game with the elements of Pokemon mixed in with Pokemon battles. Essentially its purpose is to set up, hopefully, the next Pokemon game. A little monotonous, and it's by no means a perfect game, but a fun, cute adventure that lets you relive the first gen Pokemon games in glorious 3D. Number 5. Super Mario Party. This game has received a lot of fair constructive criticisms. For example, the lack of online play. If you're going to play single player, don't even waste your time since it's far more enjoyable playing with other people. Movement throughout the board is so much slower than the other games. There's only five maps for whatever reason, and they're short, but with all that being said, it's still a fun game. Playing with friends and family is always fun. Since the game only requires a single Joy-Con for each player, the developers ran with that concept, making many of the minigames. So it's surprisingly non-gamer friendly in terms of anyone can pick up and play it very easily. Plus, it's easy to show off how cool the Switch is with the Bluetooth capabilities. I know, I know, you gotta flex. But hey, that's my top five pick. Number four. I love Dragon Ball Z. It's a series I grew up with, not only with the TV show, but also the video game franchise. Man, I remember my fond younger days with the Legacy of Goku series and the Dragon Ball Budokai and Budokai Tenkaichi games. I even played the, you know, the horrific Dragon Ball Z sagas. Yeah, lo and behold, that Bandai and Namco would produce one of the best fighting games in my humble opinion to grace the PS4, Xbox One, and even Nintendo Switch. It's so action-packed, the art style is definitely memorable in the pseudo-3D full anime art style. The game is flashy, the three-on-three battles are epic, you genuinely feel like you're playing an episode of DBZ. This game takes everything that made Dragon Ball Z Budokai 3 amazing and Kaioken'd it up by a thousand. Number 4, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I bring this game in at number 4 because I'm playing this game non-stop, but I can't put it at number 1 since I haven't fully played the game as much as these other 3, but it's already as fun, customizable, and there's so much to do. However, I want to say that this game will be so much more enjoyable with a GameCube controller, but that's just a recommendation. Some people already call the Switch the Smash Bros. machine, but it's really that good that it's fair to call it that. If you have spare money, go for it. That's my top four pick. Number three. My number three slot has to go to Mega Man 11, the Blue Bomber. It's no surprise that I love the Mega Man series. What might be surprising is that this game is only number three, whether it be Mega Man, Mega Man X, Zero being my favorite character in the Mega Man X franchise, but if it involved the Blue Bomber in any variation, I'm all over it. I grew up loving the original Blue Bomber adventures on my NES, and as I grew older, I learned to appreciate them more and more. And yes, Mega Man 2 is the best of the original trilogy, and of the first 10 Mega Man games, 8 is my favorite. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. 
Then, this past year, after an 8 year hiatus, we got Mega Man 11 and boy did this game blow my mind and how amazing it plays, looks and overall feels. Mega Man 11 has gorgeous visuals, every enemy is bright and colorful, even the voice acting isn't that bad. But for some reason, clowns in Mega Man games are always really creepy. Clown Man and Bounce Man, I'm looking at you. Every stage was memorable for me. Some of my favorites were Bounce Man's Bouncy Ball stage, Blast Man's Roller Coaster Style stage, and Tundra Man's Icy Slopes. Don't even get me started on the new Double Gear system, which lets Mega Man slow down time or power up his Mega Buster or Robot Master attacks. This game is solid, and retailing only at $30 as of this recording, it definitely deserves my number 3 slot. Number 3, Frostpunk. I love it. In this post-apocalyptic nuclear winter survival game, you're in control of a steampunk city waiting for you to take in charge of your citizens to keep them fed and warm from the harsh cold weather conditions. It's really fun, frustrating, and it pulls on some morales you might have too. For instance, do you make the children work to have more workers available to you? Or do you make them go to school and stay inside using precious resources that your workers painstakingly gathered in negative 20 degrees outside weather conditions? Another case is do you have risky procedures done on the sick, risky morale impacts? Or do you let them live the rest of their days in bed using resources? Every action has consequences, and they're sometimes choosing one or the other isn't clear at all. So that's my top three pick. Number two. In the past, we have had many superhero games, none more recognized than Spider-Man. And we have had many iterations of these games, from the PS1 games, the PS2 movie-based ones, which were actually voiced by Tobey Maguire himself, and tons of other Spider-Man games on every single console. Then, in 2016's E3, we got the announcement that we would be getting a new Spider-Man game developed by Insomniac Games, the same brilliant minds behind Spyro the Dragon and Ratchet & Clank. Spider-Man was a PlayStation exclusive, which made many gamers want to purchase a PS4 just so they could play this game, and it was well worth the wait when it dropped on September 7th of 2018. This open world adventure fully captures what it's like to be Spider-Man, your gadgets, how you attack in combat, being sneaky and taking hordes of enemies down, the many, many suits that have different styles and power-ups, the swinging, oh my gosh, the swinging feels so amazing, all of the many easter eggs like the Nelson and Murdoch firm or the Avengers Tower, then climbing all these amazing buildings to then nosedive, you feel a rush as the controller vibrates, swinging alone is so much fun it's so inertia based you feel completely in control of the open world look if i'm going to be honest when i was done with the tutorial stage of the game which it kind of flings you in i spent a solid three to four hours just exploring the city which by the way is a pretty accurate representation to new york city the sights to see this game had it all backed up by a solid story great acting and presentation this definitely gets my number two slot from my top five games of 2018. My top second pick is Ring of Elysium. It's actually a really good game that I put most of my hours in recently. It's a free-to-play battle royale game, but I know the market's already saturated, but it honestly brings new elements to it. Like, for instance, instead of having one winner, you instead have a helicopter that comes and picks you and 60 other people up with only four seats available. So either four people can win or no one. So half the time it's a mind battle to see whether or not the last four people are going to want to be on board together and be nice or be a bloodbath and be the only winner with bragging rights. The danger zones reach low temperatures that make you lose health along with restricting your vision. 
But I really like the traveling system since it has vehicles made for snow-like conditions like monster trucks or snowmobiles, but it even has special player equipment to where you can have a glider that's super sensitive, a snowboard that can have people shredding down hills faster and get you into positions faster and without making any noise at all. Then a zipline mechanic, which is the fastest way of traveling if you want to go into different areas, but you have yourself exposed for long periods of times. The developers are putting constant updates and I can't wait to see more. So that's my top second pick. Now, before I get to number one, I do have a couple of honorable mentions. Technically, it came out in November of the previous year, but I'm throwing in Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon because I kind of did play it in 2018. And for the same reason, I'm putting Horizon Zero Dawn on here because the DLC did release in November of last year. But again, these games I experienced in 2018. And last, but certainly not least, I have to put in Red Dead Redemption 2. Now, I know what you're going to say. Red Dead Redemption 2 should be number one. How is it not number one? But here's the thing. I didn't pick up Red Dead Redemption on the release, and I probably won't until 2019, just because I already have so many games to play through and get through, but I believed it deserved its own recognition because regardless, it's a solid game and probably would have taken the top two slots if I had actually bought it. Well, that being said, let's head to the number one spot. Here's ZGR's number one. My number one pick is Kirby Star Allies, and I absolutely love this game. I would rank it above Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey for me. Controlling Kirby and making allies while using special abilities just for this game is a 10 out of 10 for me in a fun factor. It's not a technologically breaking game, but it has constant cute charm just like Let's Go Pokemon Pikachu and Eevee. And with all that, I wanted to make sure that the Dream World was safe from any evil doings. To me, it felt like such a good game that I actually 100% completed the game, including the boss rush hard modes. Now I'm getting back into the new update, which is called Heroes in Another Dimension, and I'm really hyped, so I'll give you an update once I'm done with it. And that's my top pick, Kirby Star Allies. Woo! I couldn't think of a better game to put on my number one spot on the day of release. I played this game non-stop as in like the night before it came out because they released it at that time. I'm talking about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. It's amazing to the beautiful opening cinematic, to the fun adventure mode. This game was created with pure love. Sakurai has blessed us with another amazing Super Smash Bros. game. What's not to love? You have all these Nintendo characters just duking it out. But in this game, every single character has made the roster from every single smash brothers game that has been put out on top of that we get new characters like fan favorites ridley we got ridley king k rule and piranha plant uh, okay so we have a couple of surprise characters too i know no, nobody asked for piranha plant but we got him but like it was recently announced at the video game awards that joker Joker from Persona 5. Whew. Per like, even Super Smash Brothers brought in Persona 5. That just goes to show you how amazing this game is. Yeah, I lost my mind during the Game Awards when they announced my favorite JRPG franchise, which I actually really do like Persona a lot. The adventure mode alone carries this game, and the new spirit system is actually a lot more fun than I thought it would be. Now, granted, I never want to use it during, like, 
during competitive fights with friends. But if you want to, you know, spruce things up, spice it up, and not so serious competition, then the spirit system is just for you. So, there's many modes, an enormous roster of 76 plus characters, bashing each other with fun items, flashy finishers. It's never a dull time for Super Smash Brothers. And that's why Super Smash Brothers has to be my number one game of 2018. That right there was our top five that we played in 2018. Of course, these games did come out in 2018. But do you agree? Do you disagree? Let us know on our social media, at Zero's Game Room on Twitter and at Zero's Gaming Room on Facebook. Or you know what? Shoot us an email at zerosgameroom at gmail.com. Did we miss some hidden gems or did we miss some blatantly obvious games that came out in 2018? Until next time, this episode of ZGR is officially closed.